boys, let's get into the uh, the chat that has been floating around all week um, since the departure. So, lots of names have been discussed for the role, Simon. You've already said that you don't know who you want, uh, which is a good starting point. But um, let's talk firstly about... We'll give, I'll give some certain names we can have a little discussion about them and then see what we think of each one. So, the first uh, name that's probably been the most prevalent one since the the sacking was made is, is uh, the name of... Carl Robinson, uh, last seen as a assistant manager to uh, Sam Adidas at Leeds, trying to keep them in the Premier League back end of last year, wasn't able to do it, and uh, he's been available ever since. I'm pretty sure he's not at Leeds anymore, obviously, with Sam Adidas not being there. Um, obviously, mostly known for his time in recent years at Oxford, narrowly avoided relegation in League One, which sounds like an achievement, but for Oxford, that's quite a bad campaign. Um, doing very well this year under Liam Manning, of course, and um, a thorough playoff campaign uh, where they lost in the semi-finals to Blackpool I think the season or two before so someone who comes with pedigree he's won promotion with uh, MK Dons in a team that included a very young Daily Alley I think it was the same year that we had uh, the late Justin Edinburgh in charge um, I might be wrong on that but I think it is and uh, he's someone that comes with that pedigree I suppose he's known for playing very aggressive attacking football which I know a lot of people want to see Um is he a nice bloke off the pitch? Um, if you believe what you read, not really. But I suppose we can't comment too much on that. Um, you would have said the same about Steve Evans, I'm sure, of course. But he's the name at the minute. Um, Simon, I'll start with you on it, just to give you a bit of a heads up, because you didn't know a name first. But, um, yeah, Carl Robinson, a, a tap-minded manager, the name that's been thrown around probably the most by fans recently. Um, I've not seen many say they're completely sold on it, but he is a name that, that's going around and, yeah, what would your, your thoughts be if on Monday morning Carl Robinson walks through the door? I'd be quite surprised. Um, and you kind of hinted at it a little bit in in what you just said. He's He's been known to have a bit of an abrasive personality. Um, and I don't know if that necessarily fits with the way that the club is currently going. Um, and I think that the the description of wanting to go in a new direction. And I think that probably means with regard to head coach rather than manager. Um, I wonder whether we might not get someone who is quite a, a senior and managerial name. I've just got a sneaking suspicion. We might go for someone who perhaps has been more of a coach rather than a manager in the past. I don't know. That's just, that's just me sort of spitballing and guessing. But um, I think, Obviously, Robin's got some got some pedigree. He's been around the game for a while. He's been, you know, he's he's had he's had a degree of success. Obviously, started with MK Dons and Charlton and then Oxford. But yeah, I mean, as I think I, I mentioned at the start of this, that I don't I didn't know who I wanted, uh, and I was talking to some of the guys um, who I sit with, and you sort of look at the list of names, and there aren't too many that really leap off the page as what I would call outstanding candidates. They're, you know, they're, they're all, they're all kind of in a pack and it's really kind of, you know, sort of pay your money, take your choice. Really. I don't think there's a clear number one contender. Um, and bit of a bit of a much of a much list, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I mean, like it really depends on what they want. You know, do you want an old hand who's been around the game for a long time? Do you want um, a young up and coming coach Who's, who's done well at, at maybe some bigger clubs, but is looking for a man, you know, a, looking for the chance to sort of run their own team, so to speak. Um, or, or do you want someone who 
is kind of experienced at the level because it seems to me like what we're looking at are three very distinct types of manager. Um, so it's, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, Robinson ticks a lot of boxes in terms of the experience. He's, he's managed at a slightly higher level than we're at now. Um, obviously, whoever it is is going to have to dovetail with Kenny Jacket, Andy Hessenthaler in terms of, in terms of uh, any additions and uh, subtractions from the squad over, over time. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know. I, I would be slightly surprised if, 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 he was, if he was the guy we brought in. But as I say, it's, it's proper shot in the dark stuff. There doesn't seem to be an obvious standout contender to me. Now, a lot of people, when they're asked about um, about Carl Robinson, a lot of the responses I've seen is he's the sort of person who could start an argument in an empty room. <laughs> well, I mean, that doesn't make you a bad football manager, though. That's the thing. I mean, sometimes you can, you know, I mean, th- there is a school of thought that says it doesn't it doesn't matter whether they are, you know, whether they're the the, the sort of sort of glad handed everybody kissing babies and all that stuff, you know. Well, yeah, they, Steve, Steve Evers would be the prime example of that. Really, there you go. There you go. I mean, and, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's about results on the pitch and, you know, perhaps results on the pitch with maybe a, an attractive product on the pitch if you want to, you know, if you want your moon on a stick as well. Um, but at the end of the day, football's a results business. I think the it's been it seems pretty clear to me that the flaw in terms of what the level of expectation is, is the playoffs. I think anything outside of the playoffs is going to be considered a failure. Um, if we can get automatic, that would obviously be uh, outstanding. But I think what we're looking at is to be in and around those playoff places. Um, and it's going to be an interesting one because anyone, you know, whoever it is that comes in, they've really got to hit the ground running because we're already there or thereabouts now. You know, we're sitting in automatic promotion places as, as, as we sit here recording this. So... It's not like they've got to pick the squad up off the floor and find a way to win. You know, we're we're already in there, which which you know takes us back to the decision to change things being slight, slightly, slightly. Well, strange. yeah, I, I was about you to know? say that because I've I've said that I thought the, the sacking was far too early for me. I would have waited till Christmas, but I've not seen many people, which they should, in my opinion, give Harris as much credit as he should for the for the position he's leaving us in. You know, we've won one game since he's gone and we're in third. People might not have liked his, his football, but he's left us in a, in a bloody good position for where we want to be. Yeah, I think... Uh, here's the thing, right? It's it's We're looking at right now, and obviously, you know, when, when decisions are made, there are obviously other factors involved that we as fans aren't always party to, and we have to respect that. And these are, these are sometimes conversations and, and topics that the, it doesn't make sense for the club to share all of that information with us. It would be lovely for them to come out and say, these are the 10 reasons why we made this decision. That's not how football works. That's not how business works, you know? So we have to, we have to be, we have to be uh, sort of respectful and, and aware of that. That said, um, it is, it is unusual for a manager of a team that is that close to being in a success, well, is in a successful position, uh, to uh to to sort of be moved on that suggests to me that we might already have identified who we wanted um i'd be a little concerned if we haven't to be completely honest with you if we've made the decision to move on from neil and we genuinely don't know who we're bringing in that would be a slight concern for me just given that we're in a decent position now um 
and that any transition, any transitional period that we go into now needs to be as short and as smooth as possible. We've had, we've had situations with managerial changes before um, where we've gone on for numbers of weeks where we've had teams run by committee. We've had player managers, we've had different people coming in and, you know, different coaches running the team and all the rest of it. And, None of it, none of it helps the stability within within the squad. And you, you only have to see the interview that Conor Masterson did during during the week. I, I was amazed that they put him up to be honest for an interview because they put him up before the man, uh, uh, before Keith, which seemed almost cruel. And it seemed like he hadn't really been briefed on how how he was going to deal with it. Um, it was a little bit rabbit in the headlights, and it was it was it was. I felt quite sorry for him to be fair because he was still in shock. Um, it would have been better having a club captain or no one at all uh, from, from, from the playing staff because it was so fresh and so raw. But clearly, clearly there's a new, you know, they've, they've said there's going to be a new direction. Um, I think what we need to see now is hopefully, hopefully that they've already had someone lined up and that maybe we get that appointment made within the next three days or so. Maybe Keith Millen takes the team midweek. The new the new manager or sorry, the new head coach has the opportunity to, to cast his eye over the squad during that game as well. And I think maybe the time, we face the time them in is... for the start of next week, you know, but I'd be worried if we didn't have someone lined up already. I think the timing is, is you, you really want someone in by Walsall, don't you? Because as you mentioned, there is a Papa John's game on Tuesday, which again, no one cares about, let's be honest. Um, it's a free so, so if, yeah. if, if Keith Millen takes charge, like no one, no one's going to be bothered about that. But I think having the men in charge by, um, by Saturday is, is is the key thing as we travel to Wall. So um while we're having this conversation, everyone, if you wanna get in the comments and let us know your uh, ideal managerial um income, if you have one in mind or if you have some ideas, maybe it's someone who's been talked about in the bookies, maybe it's someone completely out of the blue, let us know and we'll we'll run through and put some of those suggestions to the boys as well. Um uh yeah, Alex um or Matt, you've got your hand up, we'll go to you first. Um give us no, give us your thoughts just, on uh, on Carl. I just I just wanted to quickly throw one out there. Uh, what about Ted Lasso? I, I hear he's available. Matt, serious suggestions only, please. What do you think of Carl Robinson? No. I've also never seen Ted Lasso, so it doesn't work for me. What what? what? Uh, that's a, one of the one of the best TV I series. Don't, I don't ever. pay for Apple um, <laughs> TV. Oh, yeah, neither do I. Anyway, moving on. Um <laughs> no, but look, Carl Robinson for me is no. He he's not. He's for me. He's not the type of manager or coach I would want in charge of that group of players. I just don't feel it would work. Why though? What's what's your what's your pros and cons? <sighs> you said it earlier. If you believe what you read in the papers, well, I I just do believe you what you read in the papers. Look, he might be a really good manager, but I think we've got a a, a really good strong group of players here um that wouldn't respect well, sorry, that wouldn't um uh react well to a manager can't coming in or that. I mean you imagine that group of players with a Steve Evans kind of character. I just don't feel it'd work personally. I for me, look serious suggestion here for me, it's someone like a Scott Lindsay type. That that's where I kind of see us going. Um Trying to get Scott Lindsay currently out of his contract at Crawley is going to probably cost an arm and a leg. And I'm not necessarily saying him, but that kind of, I feel a young kind of up and coming manager um, 
if that's the kind of direction they want to go in sort of with a head coach, that's kind of, I feel the way that they're going to go. And for me, the, my name, my number one name on the list is, is, is going to be Scott Lindsay. Uh, but look, if it's not him, if it's somebody else from National League, look, for me, all that matters is let's get behind the boys. That that's all that matters. As soon as as soon as that manager or head coach gets announced, let's get behind him. Let's back the boys. Let's give him, you know, his 10, 15 games, let him get embedded in. Uh, I, if it's going to be Carl Robinson, then so be it. But for me, I don't want him. I know the type of person I want. It's going to be more like say like Scott Lindsay, but whoever it is, I will be behind that person one hundred percent. Look, even if it's Steve Evans, I'll be behind him. I might not like the guy, but I'll be behind him. I think Steve Evans comes back that we are in trouble. Um, Alex, sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, we are going to talk about Scott Lindsay in just a minute, actually. But um, Alex, let's get first your thoughts, your thoughts to round off the uh, the section or discussion on, on Carl Robinson. Um, was heavily tipped his favourite um, to be manager up until uh, last night, which we'll get onto that in a second as well. But um, yeah, we've, we've mentioned the, some of the pros and cons about about his potential uh, involvement with the club. He's actually been out of work since he's sacking at um, Oxford and obviously that job as a assistant Sam Allardyce at um at Leeds. But um for you, Carl Robinson, what does what does he do and or what does he doesn't doesn't do for you in terms of a potential new manager at Gillingham? Not for me. Look, fan, he's a fantastic manager. Um he's proven that time and time again. But I think what we have at this club at the moment is is pretty unique in the atmosphere and the connection that I feel as a fan and I'm sure people will echo as a fan to the club, to the owners as a whole. Um, and I don't think he is the man that comes in and goes. So I get that football is a results business, but I think there's a way that the Gallantons, and I could be wrong, um, want their club to be run and want their club to work. I don't think he's a man that fits fits that agenda. Um, I said it to a gentleman that I sit with in the rain and if if we hadn't just sacked Neil Harris, the perfect person to replace Neil Harris would be Neil Harris. Um, but unfortunately, we can't do that. Um, so I'm not. I'm not really sold on anyone of all the names that have been thrown about. Scott Lindsay would be my choice, just because of the the type of manager I think he is and the type of person that we're led to believe he is. Um, but Carl Robinson, if I'm making a list, he is. He's not even on the list. He's, he's dead bottom, or he's off a bit of paper. So Carl Robinson, not certainly getting a vote in uh, in this chat. Um, obviously. Right, apologies for that. I can only assume there's some sort of time constraint because my uh, space screen went all dark black and I couldn't press any buttons and then it crashed. So maybe we're on for too long. Maybe it's one of those Elon Musk things where you can only have longer spaces if you have one of those gold ticks or something. I don't know. Maybe Alex Pody should have hosted it. We could have got longer, but we never know. Um, So yeah, let's just continue on from where we were. So for anyone who's just joining this one now or listens back to it, what we'd already discussed, you can catch at the end of the first section. So when this is uploaded, it'll be uploaded as a part two on Spotify. So for anyone just joining this one who hasn't, who essentially sees the title and hasn't thought we've chatted about everyone yet, um, we spoke about Carl Robinson on the first part of the podcast, and um, we're basically all in favour of saying no uh, to that potential appointment. So you'll hear the reasonings and and whatever else to that um, on the ending of the last episode. So just go back and listen to that if you uh, haven't. But um, yeah, so there's not much to talk about. We've been forced into a part two tonight. So let's get on to uh, the, the second uh, manager who I was just introducing in, in terms of targets and whatever. And uh, that is someone who was 
very far out, 25 to 1 um, at the end of uh, Thursday night. And that was Mr. Steve Bruce, someone who shot down to 6 to 4 as of Friday and really came out of nowhere. Um, that sort of rumour. There is a caveat to this uh, in terms of the reliability as to why the bookies have made it what it is. There is, um, well, not a rumour, I think it is it's true that he was attending a funeral in, in Medway uh, on the Friday. Uh, I'm not sure who funeral, but he was there attending it. So it may be a case of someone's seen him around the Gillingham area, put two and two together, come up with five, and then the words got round Twitter, and that obviously affects you know the bookies and, and, and whatever else things like that. So that could just be the case of what it is, and I suppose we'll see in due course. But it's not a name. That... I can I can just I can just say I can confirm that he was in Medway for a funeral yesterday. I've heard a lot of people saying that. I've also heard people saying it's not just that, but we don't know. Who knows? I've heard, I've heard it, someone. It, 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 it was a it was a, a friend of my family oh, right. uh, that um, yeah that passed away that he she he used to board uh, board with her and uh, when he was at Gillingham Football Club so that's why he was there. Oh well, as, I suppose we should still talk about it anyway, just because it was an option on the uh, on the on the betting slips and whatever else. Um, I hope it really is a case of us reading too into it, but. It, when you think about it out loud, Simon, for example, it's, it's someone who used to play for the club, hasn't had a job in quite a while. He fits the sort of mould as to what the old regime, and I think the old regime do have a part to play in the next manager and things like that. And it potentially is something that, I don't want to say it's a huge possibility, but it could be something that is looked at. But it's seen as an option that isn't looked too fondly upon Steve Bruce. I know people look at the name Steve Bruce and think, oh, what, what a name, what an experienced manager, former Premier League manager. But you can say the same for, for Mark Hughes when he went into Bradford and we saw, we've seen how that ended. Someone who has had Premier League experience but hasn't had League 2 experience is a big difference. I think you can be Pep Guardiola, but if you don't know how League 2 plays, you're not experienced in League 2, it's going to be a difficult job regardless. And I think it's, it's one that's, I'd say the least likeliest of all the options, but... Regardless, what is your thoughts on that? If it was to transpire, yeah, I think I think what you just said there was is, is very valid in terms of League Two football is a very different animal to to Premier League football, and the uh, the the skills required of a manager at, at those two different levels of the game are very different. Um, one thing I would I would say, and this is just a general comment, whenever whenever there's a football manager has been relieved of his job and a team are looking for a new boss, the bookmakers are on it like a flash. They've got a list of candidates up straight away. Um, and they will move those prices around because very little money gets bet on these things. Uh, I used to work for a bookmaker. I worked for Labbrooks way back. When Labbrooks very first launched, their first ever it was the first ever dot-com betting website in the world. I was working for them running the website. And they the prices get moved around all the time to try and stimulate a little bit of betting interest. And the fact that Brucey was put in at, he was 25 to one, as you say, then he was made at six to four. That might, well, the idea behind moving it is either because someone's put some money on, um, and it wouldn't take a lot of money in order to move someone up to favorite because the market is, you know, it isn't attracting a lot of money. So just, a few people putting a few bets on will drastically change how that market looks. And also, they'll move things around to try and stimulate some betting. So, Brucey was 25 to 1. 
they've thought, okay, he's got some connection with the club. Let's shorten his odds. Let's put him to the top and see if anyone takes the take takes the bait. And then people think, crikey, yeah, that makes sense. He's ex Jills. He can come back. Final chapter of his career. All this, and they'll they'll put money on it six to four when they could have had him at twenty fives like the day before. So try not to get lured in uh, by what these betting markets are saying all the time. It tends to only be literally at the very end game when little leaks come out in terms of, okay, we've seen this person and that, you know, they're at the club for an interview or, you know, there's been, there's been some, some, some words have been said here or there at this early stage, it's complete sort of shooting in the dark stuff. So, so I just want to say that I don't think Brucey is a, is a valid, a valid candidate given, given the direction I think they're looking to go in. They want a head coach. Um, and I don't think Steve Bruce is going to be sticking around the managerial game for very long. He's always been a manager rather than a head coach. Um, I think for someone of his stature and experience, he would absolutely want to have his hand in recruitment matters and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I, I just, I don't think he fits the brief for what the club are probably looking for. Um, so, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people online have been quite dismissive in terms of, at, you know, Steve Bruce as a manager because, you know, people like to look at win percentages and stuff like that. A lot of the time he's been managing struggling sides in the Premier League that have tended to sort of drop out the division or they're fighting relegation battles or, or the rest of it. And as a result, his win percentage isn't going to be great. But he's got a wealth of experience in the game. He's hugely respected. And I think, you know, that, that does play into it a little bit. I think that he, needs to, he deserves his respect for that. Is he the right candidate for a League Two managerial job where, you know, we've got, a, we've got a strong core of players and we just need to bring a little bit more out of them from an attacking sense to keep us at the sharp end of the table and work within a structure that has a director of football and a head of recruitment? I don't think he fits that. So... From that point of view, I don't. I think him being up there is a bit of a red herring, to be honest. Um, you watch Jill's going to point him now. I've said that, but um, but yeah, I, I just don't. I just don't think he fits the brief in terms of what we're looking for. Yeah, certainly a contentious one. Uh, Luke, we'll bring you in. We haven't um, had you tonight. Uh, thankfully, you joined us for the part two that we didn't have planned. But Twitter had different ideas, and we've been forced to start again. Um, we won't talk about the game just because we've we've gone through it all already. Right. But we are we are in the in the tasty portion of the show, if you like the the one that sparks all the debate, the one that sparks all the questions. Um, we spoke. We're just speaking about Steve Bruce now, but I'm going to bring you back to the one we just spoke about before because it is probably the one that needs probably the most discussion alongside another name we'll come on to, and that was um <clears throat> that was Carl Robinson. Um, myself and the boys weren't we weren't talking about him in the most I suppose gleaming of fashions in terms of potential manager. We were having this discussion on, on the way out uh, today. But um, yeah, you've had us talk about Steve Bruce there. Give, give us your, your thoughts on Steve being potentially a man to come in. But firstly, um, about Carl, who seems to be, you know, if you believe what you read online and whatever said, he seems to be the most likeliest of options at this moment in time compared to Steve, who's probably the most unlikely. Yeah, I think if you're, if you're looking for the direction of you want to play expansive football, you want to play good football, then... Carl Robinson probably is the man that he's going to be able to do for that. Obviously, realistically, over the last few years, he has done pretty well in the EFL. Had a bit of a bleak spot towards the end of Ox uh, his career at Oxford, but he has done well. And 
you think that he's been there, done that, and probably would be the man that could potentially get us promoted. However, he is, in all due to respect, a bit of an idiot. Um, and I don't think the players would appreciate that type of character coming into the dressing room um, when they've lost effectively a father figure to many and, and a friend in Neil Harris. So I, I, I don't know how that would work. In terms of Steve Bruce, like Simon is right. He's a he's got a lot of experience within the game, but like so did Neil Harris, and and I, I just don't think he's the type of man that would be looking for it as well. We need someone. Like I say, this new direction. I've haven't been having a little bit of thoughts a little bit later on today, and you know, I think I did see his name banded around on on Twitter um, over the last couple of days, but. Could Andrew Cross be the same similar type of mould that we could be looking in this new direction? Um, obviously, number two or number two or assistant with the Zerbi, um, and, and you'd be following the likes of Plymouth Hull and going in that certain type of direction. I think that's the more of the place that we should be going if, if this is this big new direction. But he hasn't got any managerial experience, so I'm caught in between a rock and a hard place, and I, I don't really know who it's going to be because I don't know what direction. Look, it those is. those ones are Crofts. They they. They interest me a lot, but they also like they are massive risks, aren't they? Because if they don't come yeah. off, then it's the same with that. Like, you know, another name that I've, I've actually said before, someone I thought I'd like to see manager one day, preferably by having managed other clubs first, and that would be Adam Barrett. But I suppose at, the, at this moment in time, he'd be in the he'd be in the same mould of an Andrew Cross, wouldn't you? But as you say, Luke, there are examples of you know like Schumacher at Plymouth, uh, Lee, yeah. it's, it's for senior at Hull, isn't it? I think it is. Um, yeah, that's it. where it, it it can work despite not having that yeah. experience. I say it's a massive risk, and it's, it it is going in a different, complete different direction to Neil Harris. But uh, uh, it'd be it'd either pay off, or but this is what we're talking. This is what we've all been talking about over the last few days. It's either going to be a masterstroke by Brad Gallison, or it's going to be a disaster, and kind of we are going to finish out of the playoffs and, and mid table. And I think this is where. This, this is where the decision's got to be made. It's a very hard decision, and I do obviously see Brad's on 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 the space line. I do feel for the man because it is going to be a a really tricky decision and one that's going to have to take a bit of thought. But I think we're either going to see someone come in that's going to be completely left field, like the likes of Andrew Cross, or it's going to be Carl Robinson or Scott Lindsay. They're they're my three that I think it, it boils down to, and that's my shortlist. I think, um, yeah, that's that, that's my opinion on it. Uh, Alex and Matt, we haven't spoke to you yet regarding uh, regarding Steve Bruce. I imagine it's going to be a very quick answer from both of you, and then well, there are two other choices I want to speak about as well. And but uh, I imagine the uh, the opinion on Steve Bruce is probably quite shared between the both of you. Uh, I'm 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 not sold either way. I think if we appointed Steve Bruce, I wouldn't be throwing my toys out the pram, but I also wouldn't be blown away. Um, yeah, it's a big name. And he's done okay in his career. You know, he's had a career at the top level. But I, I don't think he's the man to come in and, and do what what we need him to do. Although he would be the logical choice to replace that father figure, if you will, that Luke mentioned with, with Harris being to a couple of the players in the dressing room. Um, I do like your shout of Adam Barrett, though. Someone like that to work with. If you think about the heads that he's got above him, Kenny Jackett and Andy Hessentyler, yeah, they're, they're risk, 
but maybe that's a risk we can take with the guidance that we've got in the club at the moment. But Steve Bruce is a, I'm 50-50, but it wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah, Matt, Steve, Steve's, Steve's known for being quite pragmatic, quite defensive-based, and with the a lot of fans who wanted Harris out, who weren't keen on this style of play, we're not getting the best out of our attacking players, it would seem like it's replacing one issue and not scoring goals by bringing in someone who's not really going to help it. Well, uh, I've got to say, first off, I've been lucky enough to meet Steve a few times and he is one of the nicest blokes I've ever met and he, he absolutely loves sport and football you know he, he would talk about football with you all day so definitely 100% he knows his stuff but look would I want him to be the next manager of joining a football club personally no I think if we're the club want to go in, you know, in a different direction that's not going in a different direction for me though I feel that's going uh, sort of you know going almost sort of what I would say the safe route you know for somebody who is you know so you know a proven manager almost you know who has done well at, at teams that he's taken over and look yeah he would be you know I think he would be an okay manager if he was to come in but for me no as, as much as I like the bloke I know it's, it's a no for me so it's Carl Robinson and um, Steve Bruce not getting the most glowing references so far. But um, a, a name who I, actually before we get into a, a certain name, I'll give you a demographic of manager because I I put a tweet out yesterday where I was saying how much I'm, I'm against the idea. A few people disagreed. A lot of people liked the tweet, which hopefully means they agreed. Um, by the way, keep getting in your comments of who you'd ideally want to be the man to take over. I'll read them out and go back on the other podcast and read out those comments as well when I can get to it because obviously. Elon Musk has done us over. Um, but the idea of bringing in a, a non-league manager, um, Luke, we'll start with you on this one. Like we just mentioned with the idea of bringing in someone like a Crofts or a Barrett who's been there, had but not had the ear for experience, but they've been working under good managers at good levels. It'd be the same sort of risk, I suppose, with bringing in someone from non-league. Because I think giving uh, Neil Harris the sack the position we're in it says to me that the objective has to be promotion and then if we don't get promoted with whoever bring in it's going to look like the decision wasn't the best one in in hindsight depends who we get in and whether we're going to be able to do that we don't know yet but for me I don't see a non-league manager being the answer there's been people talking about Woodman who's was linked before Harris joined he's a modern manager at Bromley I think they're in fourth currently and Brennan I think his name is something like that yeah. who's uh, the manager at Barnet again two uh, managers who are doing well at their current clubs but for me uh, I'm not sure about you we'll bring this on to everyone as well so once Lucas said his piece everyone else follows suit um, I don't personally feel as though the position we're in a non-league manager would be an upgrade on Neil Harris and the, the type of person we need to get us promoted from this league I understand that you can't get here for experience unless you're in there but in, in this situation, I I don't think a, a National League is, is the route we should be looking for a manager to take over and try and get us over the line. No, when we had the podcast on Thursday, I was I kind of broke it down into three different segments of where this new direction takes us. And I think, first of all, we need a statement or, you know, a video or, or whatever from the Gallantons to for us to understand what this new direction is because I think we're all it's going to be plucking you know a needle out of, uh, out of the hay to find out what it is in a minute and, and where we go from there but I think 
I've been more and more and I reflect on it today is that we're currently sitting third in the league. Therefore, for them to sack Neil Harris, we need to be finishing second or first. That's, that's my take on it, is that that's the only reason you would sack him, is that's our current position. So, is a non-league manager going to get you top three? I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but I'd, I'd probably be going to the latter. Is someone like Carl Robinson, Scott Lindsay going to do that for you? Again, we, we don't know, but for me, it stands out that I don't think we can go non-league because they're the state, they're the the parameters that have been set is that ideally now we need to finish in the top three because that's why Neil's been sacked. So I think it has to be on the flip reverse from non-league. You have to be looking at someone who's accomplished at league one level. Is probably I think is where is where we're looking. If I'm bit that, that's my take on it anyway. Yeah, yeah I think that's. Uh, oh, sorry, Simon, go on. Sorry, mate. I was, I was just going to say I think that's that's the the strange position that we find ourselves in. Like we've we've. Uh, We've, we've we've waved goodbye to a, a seasoned, experienced manager um, who has who has had some success at the level above where we're at, um, and now we need to bring somebody else in. Really, we this isn't a situation where we want to be gambling, is it? So you know we've got we've got um, some investment that's come into the team. We're going to need to make that investment count in terms of you know the players we've brought in and. You know, potentially any tweaks we're going to make in, in in January if needed, but whoever comes in has got to be demonstrably better than the guy we've just got rid of. Um, and taking a punt on a on a non league manager would be exactly that. It would be taking a punt on them. Um, it would be a a real gamble. My my gut tells me that a younger a younger coach who has maybe been working. In a you know, in a in a higher division under a more established, respected, longer tenured manager, might be the direction we're looking to go. Um, and I'm not mentioning this guy's name because I think that he is the guy that we need to have. But you know, someone along the lines of like a Jody Morris type, someone who has been coaching at other clubs. He's had one managerial job already, which didn't go fantastically for him. But he's been coaching under more experienced managers in the past and gaining experience. And like Andrew Cross falls into that category as well. Um, but I wonder whether that might be the direction that we're going in. Um, and I would say that would be. I mean, that that is equally a gamble as well. This is this is this is the tricky spot that we find ourselves in. So do you go down that route, which I think is probably a slightly better option than a non-league manager, or do you go for someone proven at the level? In which case, who do you want? You know, I mean, you know, people have been complaining about Neil Harris's style of football, but then they've also, you know, I've seen a lot of people calling for the Cowleys, who have had a degree of success at this level, but also, they have been playing a lot of very, very direct football in their in, in their managerial career. So, you know, it's it's about finding that balance somewhere, and it's it's a really tough one. You know, as I, I, I go back to what I said earlier, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be an outstanding candidate that everybody looks at and goes, "Yeah, that's clearly the guy." And you know, I know when Harris was in charge, you know, we had a he was kind of I wouldn't say it was split down the middle with the fan base, but there was definitely a group of fans who thought that we could do better than him. And there was another group of fans who thought that, you know, we could, we could carry on with him and improve. The question now is we've got a broad, a broad field of people 
and people are throwing all these different names in left, right and centre. Whoever we get in, everybody's got to unite behind that person, whoever it is, because the thing with this decision is it isn't going to please everybody. That we know. Unless they bring in some superstar off, you know, just completely out of left field that we never saw coming, that blows everybody's socks off, then it's going to be a situation where a lot of people are going to hear the name and go, yeah, because that's 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 the situation we're in. And it's it's a really, really tricky one. And I honestly don't know quite where we're going to go with this, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking at a non-league manager myself personally. Simon, have you heard the name of the uh, quite highly rated French young manager? Uh, go on. Stevie Louvel. Word is quite good. <laughs> Stevie Louvel. Love it. Love it. Well, I mean, what about Mr. Mr. Everyone was joking around me in, in this in the Medway stand saying, Oh, Hess is coming back again. Um and uh I, I sort of joked and said, Don't rule it out. Um but you know, I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know. You know, it's it's so difficult. It's so difficult. And, you know, everyone's going to have an opinion on this. This isn't going to unite everybody immediately. Uh, there isn't going to be a name that everyone's going to just go, yeah, brilliant. That's our guy. We all agree that's our guy. It's going to, there's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a bedding in process, whoever we get. And I just hope that if, you know, whoever we do get, that the fans that might be a little bit underwhelmed or a little bit disappointed that their first choice wasn't the one picked, hopefully they, they sort of can park that as quickly as possible and then we can get behind whoever the new the new boss is moving forward. Sorry, Simon. But I think that's why I think there needs to be some sort of statement or clarity from the board and Brad themselves to understand what this new direction is. Because I think once we understand... Obviously, we're not going to get the full truth of why Harris was sacked, but if we can get the decision of before the you know the types of candidates we're looking for, then we can understand what point of direction we're going. Because at the minute, we're just pulling names out of the hat, and and it could be none of them because that's not the direction we're going in. So as soon yeah. as we understand that, it'll be better for for everybody. I understand what you're saying, but and I mean this with all due respect because we're all Jills fans, right? And we all want. We all would love to know everything that's going on. I and I don't think I don't think Brad needs to say anything yet. I really don't because there's a process. There's a process ongoing behind the scenes. Either they've got somebody and they're just tying up the loose ends, and we're going to get an announcement soon, or they're narrowing down a field. They're talking to different people, all the rest of it. What they don't want to be doing is putting statements out there that may need to be sort of re retrod if things don't go the way that we wanted to and all this sort of stuff. I understand that, yeah, it would be great to have full transparency, but sometimes full transparency can, can actually be more of a hindrance than a help. Um, and I think obviously with the timing of everything and the way it's worked out, that's why everybody's kind of thinking, Oh, blimey, what's going on. If we were bottom of the league and we haven't scored a goal all season, I think it would be a very different situation, but, I think I think we all, as much as we're all desperate to know what, what's going on and there was a little bit of crypticness in terms of the whole new direction uh, phraseology in, in, in the statement, I think we do need to allow the, allow the guys running the club to do their due diligence, do the work that they're doing and, and place, some, place some trust in them that the decision they make is going to be in the best interest in what they're trying to achieve. They've got experienced football men in the club with 
Kenny Jacket as director of football, Hess as head of recruitment. Um, Brad is obviously he's coming in fresh. Sometimes that can be that can be very helpful as well, taking a slightly different approach to things. But as much as transparency can be a really good thing for us as fans, I think we need to, as as a fan base, we need to be just a little bit patient and as patient as possible because um, what what we can't do. Um, and, and what the club can't afford to do is say or do anything that might jeopardise a potential move that they're going to make. And the best the best business is business done in, in, in the background that no one sees. And then you just see the announcement and then boom, you've got your guy. So It is quite a market at the minute, isn't it? Because we've seen yeah. uh, Bradford obviously looking for a manager. I wouldn't be surprised if nothing's come out yet, but MK Don's after today are now winless since the end of August. Pressure's certainly mounting on a... Graham Alexander and whatever you think of MK Dons, you know, they, they get you know no fans at home, playing a bowl with no atmosphere, bring two hundred fans down the road. Uh small, minuscule, insignificant club. But from a management point of view, for the funds that they are able to give managers, things like that, I know we obviously can as well, but they have a significant budget behind them. They're not an unattractive proposition for a manager. So I think if they were to get rid of Graham Alexander, that's another one where, you know, we're gonna be fighting off other teams for a potential candidate and things like that so it is interesting to see you know what time tells and if there's going to be other people involved in terms of the Cowley brothers I think they're actually a much better fit for a Bradford than they are us and mm. quite quite frankly they're they're not even in my list of interests if Bradford go and get them then good for them I'm not remotely interested um one name uh a couple of names we should go through actually um before we get to Scott Lindsay this is the the outward one that I put out uh, a few days ago, and it was um, named Pete Wild, um, someone who's done very, very well at Bradford on a let's face it, a nothing budget at Bradford at Bradford at Barrow. Sorry, um, he did very well last year. We're in the playoffs for the majority of the season, just about missed out towards the end, sort of fluttered away in the last month and a half or so, and ended up not really having enough to to get over the line. Um, a squad that's very much league two, not an awful load of experience in it, and still punching above their weight. I think. Um, not had the best start to this season in comparison to last, but I think he is a manager who shows a lot of potential. Location is probably a big issue. He's been up north all of his career in terms of being at Barrow. He's at Oldham before that as well. So a move down south probably would be quite difficult for him, especially if he's got a family as well. But, you know, bigger club, bigger, bigger funds, bigger catchment area, etc. You never know. Um, he's, he's my out there choice in terms of, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a name worth putting out perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've only got to look at what he's what he's done at Barrow um, to see that if he came in, he would would be a good choice. This this word of whoever we go for, if we went for a non-league manager, it'd be a gamble. I think the gamble's already been taken. To be honest, we, we've all sat here and agreed that that Neil Harris has got pedigree and that he's got the experience. And if you're gonna go, if you're gonna sack him, if you're gonna make a statement and sack him this early. You're going to have to go and blow blow everyone out of the water with who you bring in. So unless we're bringing in, and I, I, I love it, when whenever we're looking for a manager, it was the same before Harris came in, Nathan Jones, people are always obsessed with the fact that we're going to go and get Nathan Jones. hate to break it to you all, and if I'm wrong, then I will happily hold my hands up. He's never going to come to the Jills. But unless you're going to go out and get a big name like that, anyone we go for a bit of gamble, even your Pete Wilds, will be a massive gamble. Uh, just a bit of housekeeping. Um, 
this isn't related to the chat at all, but one well, one of the things are, but the other one isn't. Um, I mentioned earlier about the yellow cards we've been getting. Uh, apparently, Scott Malone's one, I've been informed today, was his fifth, which means he will be suspended for the trip to Warsaw next week, which is a big, big shame indeed. Um, obviously, as we know, the uh, Papa John's doesn't count because obviously even Colm was able to play in that, but Scott Malone, by the sounds of it, will be missing next weekend at Warsaw, which is unfortunate. Um, another bit of news... Um, Gents, I think this is quite a significant Simon, you'll know a lot more than I do because I'm used to working the bookies, as you said. So I want everyone's opinion on this. Um, the odds for the new junior manager have been taken down. They've been removed. You can no longer bet on it, which apparently I'm led to believe. Uh, Simon, I'm going to go to you first on this because I think you're the betting expert. Not because you're a betting addict, of course. Well, you might be, but I wouldn't. I, I don't know. <laughs> but used to work in a used to work in a bookie, so I suppose you, you'd know about this. Um, apparently, that usually indicates when the odds are taken down that a deal is done or close to being done, which means obviously people can't put any more on it. So should we read anything into the odds being taken down, or is it just a case of they're not there anymore? <laughs> it could be all manner of different things. For the record, I'm not a degenerate gambler. I've, I've, I've those those days are behind me, thankfully. But but yeah, no. Um, markets get taken down for a whole load of different reasons. It could be unusual betting activity. It could be, um, it could just be that they're re recalibrating the market. They've taken the market down. They're redoing it. They're going to put it back up again. It might be up within the next five minutes. You know, um, it might be because they've been given information that you know there's a done deal. Um, there's there's all manner of different reasons why a market could be taken down. Um, you know, it could be it could be shut down. It could have been suspended temporarily. So there's, you know, I wouldn't read anything into it yet. Uh, but yeah, I just noticed that on on Bet Victor. I don't know whether that's I don't know who else has been listing the odds. Whether Sky Bet had a market, I couldn't remember. But it's probably worth having a little look to see if anybody out there has been looking at odds somewhere other than Bet Victor, which is the one that I've seen most people quoting. Um, to well, I would say I've looked and our ones are taken down, but the Bradford one is still there. Yeah, no, it, there's obviously been some... Normally, they're, they're just resetting the market or there's been some activity in the market that's either either hit a, hit a liability level where an amount of money's gone in on, on, on one selection and that will automatically bring the market down so they can recalibrate it or or it could just be that they've been given information that, that there's been a... There's been a done deal and they don't want to take any more bets on the market for some reason. So it could, it could be a number of different things. I suppose we'll soon see. Um, regardless, um, yeah, <laughs> I suppose it's just a waiting game at this moment in time. It's been like a transfer window, really. Maybe Alfie May's a new manager. That's what it is. Um, but uh, Luke, let's get on to, because uh, we've been going on live for about nearly two and a half hours now, blimey. Um, let's get on to our, our final discussion point in terms of a manager, probably the name that's been touted the most as ones people are most keen on and that is the name of Scott Lindsay. Firstly, um I would say I think he got sacked by Swindon when they were in the playoffs, which is you know, I don't know what went on there, but it seems quite an odd decision to sack someone in the playoffs, but we don't know. And um obviously he's had a good start with Corey. They've lost the last two games. Um I said to you on the way out, uh, regards to Scott Lindsay, um my main takeaway is that he's seemingly done okay at Swindon and he's doing well at Corley, doing much better with a squad that everyone thought was going to get relegated. But then would I feel comfortable appointing him on the back of having a good 10 or so games at Crawley? I don't think that's enough of a pull to pick out and say that's enough reason. Um, obviously, something must have happened at Swindon for him to leave whilst they're in a good position of the playoffs, but we don't know. Um, 
I think he's quite a contentious one within the fan base. Some is some people's first choice because of the football he plays is quite nice on the eye. Um, I thought they were okay against us. I don't think we were particularly good on the day. Of course, I thought we were rubbish to be fair, but we got the win. But I didn't really think they were that great on the eye. But that's just one game. It's a bit of a small pool to pick from again. But what would your your opinions be on on, on Scott Lindsay and what he what he might offer? Because he just seemed to be, from what I've seen and read probably the fan favourite in terms of who people want in. He seems to be quite high up people's lists. Yeah, see, I, I think they did dominate us. I think they did play really good football when we played them, but I said that's just a difference of opinion. But I think in terms of location, obviously he lives in Upchurch, so it's a 10-minute commute into work every day. Um, obviously, he's got connections to the club already. I say he's, he's done... He did relatively well at Swindon, but obviously there must have been a fallout height further up and, and with the board for him to go from there. And like I say, Crawley have done significantly well in the first 10 or, 10 or so games of the season. So I think all roads, as we discussed on the way out, probably do lead to Scott, Scott Lindsay. I think, like we said, we mentioned it was kind of our the two standouts that you feel it's going to be Scott Lindsay or Carl Robinson. Um I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Scott Lindsay. Like you said, like I think it's a downgrade. It would be a downgrade on Neil Harris because he's not proven. And like we've just mentioned earlier, that the next manager's coming in has got the expectations of getting promoted. Um, can he do that? We, we, we don't know because he's, he's not been proven. I think it goes. I think Scott Lindsay goes down the lines of sort of in the same respect as a non-league manager because he's only had what, 60, 60 games manager in League Two, but them 60 games so far he's done pretty well it's a contentious one and I'm not I don't know I say I think it's so hard to to, to pick someone at the minute and and um, and kind of really run with that but yeah I I don't know I don't know if I've backed Scott Lindsay to be to be the manager but I think other people might have a different opinion on that yeah Simon he he is someone who's come with a fair bit of fanfare I suppose from from Jules fans so far in terms of the names that have come out um, in regards to, to new managers. One thing I would say uh, about Crawley is um, they they do play nice attacking football, but they do concede a lot of goals. Um, I remember there's, there's times where I think they went to Stockport and they drew three all. I think they, they lost 6-0 at Swindon, was it, not too long ago as well. And I think uh, although there's, he's someone who likes to get the ball down and play good attacking football, it does worry me that although we've been very good at the back this season not scored a lot of goals it might be like we'll, we'll, get, we'll bring someone in we'll end up being the opposite and we'll suddenly become less uh, stable at the back and we might score more goals but then I think we must. We obviously would have better defenders than Crawley have so maybe that's something that could be worked on but yeah it, it, this is a concern because we've said a lot of names tonight and none of us have been talking about them saying yeah he's the one I'm, I'm convinced it's all been a lot of uh, it could be good but ultimately not convinced and I think I fall into the same scenario with Scott Lindsay in this one. I can see the positives, but again, I'm not I'm not overly won over by it. Yeah, it's a, Scott Lindsay is a tricky one, and this is something that that we as a as a as a fan base quite often fall into this, and it's understandable because of the way that we've recruited people and the management positions in the past. We always seem to gravitate towards people who've got some sort of connection, distant or otherwise, to the club. Um, and obviously Scott Lindsay has that with us. But the thing that we need to bear in mind here is 
he's doing. He's, it looks like he's doing a decent job this season with Crawley. He hasn't managed a full season with a club yet. He managed half a season with Swindon, and he joined Crawley in January this year. So it's a very small sample size that we're dealing with. Um, so again, I've used. It seems to be a theme on this on this podcast. The word gamble, whether it be the odds or you know trying to find somebody to a point, but. It, all, all of these names would be a gamble, but I mean, like, it's from a from a playing style point of view, it certainly looks like Scott Lindsay's got Crawley playing some decent stuff. I wouldn't be as worried about the defensive side of it, just because he's going to have a much stronger squad of players to to work with, and if he's someone who can help get the best out of our attacking players, he's obviously doing quite well with the ones he's got at Crawley. Um, then you know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it in terms of the defence and the goalkeeper. So you can largely you can largely keep that as is. You just have to be, you know, make sure you don't go too gung ho in your approach. But he might be somebody who who obviously people are getting very excited about him because he's doing all right at the minute. But yeah, he hasn't managed for a full season for anybody yet. Is he the guy that we want to take to is he, is he the guy we're going to entrust to take us up? Uh and then potentially managing League One. It's a it's a big ask. It's a big ask. Now, he might go on and be an absolutely outstanding manager, whether it be for Crawley or for us or for someone else. But right now, it's a it's a it's it's going to be a real leap of faith to appoint someone like that who has very, very little in terms of a sample size of, of track record to actually to actually check up on. So it's a it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. We want Mr. Right rather than Mr. Right now, don't we? Yeah, we do, and that's the issue. Or Miss or, or Mrs. Wright, you know. <laughs> you know if Emma Hayes pitches up, I wouldn't be that upset. She won't, but if Emma Hayes pitched up at Priestfield, I would not be upset. I, 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 I'd put Shannon in the dugout. May as well. <laughs> Sorry, I just, if I can say on, on the the old uh, Scott Lindsay front, like for for me, look, I understand he's not done. You know, full season in in the in the EFL, uh, but obviously, yeah, with his links to the club, you know, if they're saying they want to go into a new direction, him coming in as as potentially like a head coach, I could see that actually potentially working. Um, you're right. I just feel that if we had, you know, obviously before Neil Harris, you know, if if we had to pick any other manager, for me, I, I quite liked what Scott Lindsay was doing. I, I just felt like he was being able to get, you know, a, a string, you know, to get a tune out of, a, you know, an, 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 un, an untuned guitar almost, you know, with, with that Crawley team last season and managed to keep him up. And he, look what he was doing at the start of the season. I think there is definitely a manager in there. And if we were to potentially go for him, I feel that obviously we've got such a good back sort of five anyway at the moment that that's going to kind of take care of itself. And if he can sort of work his magic with with our front, uh, sort of our attacking end, then brilliant. I think that that could potentially really work and it could push us along, uh, along as far as we want to go. I actually think for Scott Lindsay, but um, I'll see what all you guys think of this. If Start with you, Simon. Um, um, if you were Scott Lindsay, from, from my point of view, I'd always look at it and think, well, I could jump ship and go to Gillingham now, but actually, if I somehow got this Crawley team, even into the playoffs, even if they don't go up, even if they got into the playoffs, I think that would mean 
teams from higher divisions would see that, take notice, and I think he'd have a better chance of getting a job higher up than he would um, if, instead of coming here. So I think there might be more benefit for him actually staying and trying to achieve the impossible of Cooley. Because if he did pull it off, or even if he didn't and he got really close, I think that might still be enough for him to get a higher job in, in, in League One on its own, really. I think he'd, he'd, he'd rip our hand off if we offered him the managerial position here. Um, you've got to think about how Crawley's run as a football club as well. It hasn't been the most stable of clubs over recent recent months and over the last couple of years. So, you know, it's it's. It, I don't I, I don't know whether the job security around Crawley is that fantastic for him, uh, even though he's doing well at the moment. I think the opportunity to move to a, a club on the same level that he's familiar with in a division that he's already well-versed in, in terms of what he's doing right now, um, but with more resources at his disposal uh, in a part of the country that he's very familiar with, obviously, from his time here and at Chatham and all the rest of it. I think if all of the, uh, if all of the paperwork and compensation side of it were... Was 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 hammered out and dealt with. I think he would absolutely jump at the opportunity. Right, just before we get into the comments, um, forever say your piece now, uh, Keith Midham. Absolutely not. After today, I I don't think I can attend Come, the game. Have him have him do the job he came to do. You know, have him do the job that he came here to do. I'll keep him at the club because you know I think he's he's been obviously working with the B team and around the coaching setup. But yeah, not not as manager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. My thoughts, and um, yeah, he's been doing a good job with the B team by all accounts, and they still need a manager, and they still need to uh, keep getting better and things like that. And I'm sure they'll be in good hands with Keith. Um, but this is going to be an interesting way of trying to find all the comments now because I'm going to have to go back to the other podcast. I keep forgetting this is now two parter, but it is all it is. So as normally you look back through the comments of these things, they're never, they're never actually in order of when they were put out. So it's just going to be in whatever order. Or I'm just going to put my mentions all the way back to what, two and a half hours ago. Um, I'll tell you what, what, whilst you're quiet, I'll do a shameless plug. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow morning for the ME7 Breakfast Show with me, Matt. Uh, also, you've got time to get any comments and questions you have in for the Breakfast Show tomorrow morning. Hopefully that's enough time for you, Owen. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I didn't forget. I was going to do it. Oh, well, <laughs> I just thought I'd do it again. Well, you can do it again at the end. You know, just, I, I thought I'd do a shameless plug whilst you quiet. That's fine. You can do that. Um... Well, I believe these are going to be in order. Uh, Tony Woodrow says, Keith Midden stated that the missing players were injured with Willow resting his flared-up knee. Uh, that's Willow as in um, Sean, not Johnny. Um, Johnny, I think, has got a knock as well, but we'll see. Um, uh, completely agree, Simon. Bodden Nichols, this is the way. God, it shows how long we've been on now. I forgot, I'm forgetting some of these comments were about the actual game. I forgot that even happened at this point. Um, okay, that's so long ago. Uh, Stuart Lewis says, Millen madness on 75 minutes could have cost us dearly. Completely bonkers substitutions as we were coasting, but three points in the bag. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, Mark says, credit where it's due. I thought the ref had a good game today. Even I'll say that, and I hate Darren Drysdale. Uh, Julian Inkepin says, I wish some fans would get off Bond's back. He was absolutely outstanding today. He was indeed. Uh, Paige says, Simon, you talk so well when you're on the pod. He doesn't. He, and now he's gone. He, he doesn't care. Oh, he's not on anymore. I think he's dropped out. 
well, he doesn't speak as well as they thought. Um, Ellen says Nichols should have never been subbed. Um, Nathan Swan experience says, I thought Jake Turner typified Jills today. Some great saves, but also some woeful kicking. If he gets that sort with them, he'll have a good career. Stuart Bourne says, the first 10 minutes we looked lost and spent all the time arguing with ourselves. Then Bond came on and somehow it all clicked and we played some great football. We were at our strongest when we didn't sit back when we lost the ball and instead attacked them in midfield. He then goes on to say, we could have easily got another goal in the last five minutes, but we had no attacking players uh, to push forward. Quatbag uh, says, do we know why Lapsy, Williams and Williams were not involved today? Um, I just said that in the earlier comment. Uh, Tony again says, Turner's natural ability is a talent. It can be honed, but cannot be taught. His distribution can be improved easily by coaching. He is young for a goalkeeper at 24 and will improve his kicking in time. Uh, gents, I know I am about to end this, but there is one more manager we're going to talk about now because I've just seen a seen a post that I completely missed and is actually quite interesting, but we'll do that at the end of the comments. Uh, Key says, I've been critical of Bomb, but fair play, that's more like it. Blue Breaks, uh, Cardstore and Hobby Shop, which is based in Orlando. Uh, says the irony in fans wanting Nadison and Nichols complaining about Bond and Bond scoring the winner off the bench. Uh, Dave Weston says Clark got a knock, so I couldn't give 100%, so it had to be subbed. Max was left sided option. MK Duns were overloading the top end, so Keith Millen had to adjust, hence Max coming on. Could see what was happening and Mullen adjusted. Uh, Joseph Jameson says, Oh, would have bought MacArthur on for Jeffries regardless. Jeffries has lost concentration by that point. It's a great experience for the young one to learn how to deal with pressure. MacArthur versus Leighton Orbit was very good when he came on and holds his own very well. Tony again says uh, maybe Brad and Shannon will bring a American coach with them when they next come over. Uh, Julian says, absolutely agree, Owen. We should say a big thank you to Neil. Uh, thank you, Neil. Mark says, Carl Robinson for me. Um, Julian says, struggling to think of anyone who would do a better job than Harris, but I would go for Scott Lindsay. David Fintoff says, uh, Cowley's or Scott Lindsay. Stuart Lewis says, Lindsay, no. Robinson, no. Cowley's, no. Steve Bruce, yes. Jules through and through. That shows the generations of uh, different Jules fans, I suppose. Uh, Mark Morgan says, wasn't Frank Lampard sitting at 25 to 1 2? Odds are crazy. I believe he's going to Rangers, so it's a bit odd for him to choose a smaller club if that is the case. Uh, Dave Lintoff says, said on last uh, last post, I wanted Cowleys or Scott Lindsay. Uh, Kieran says, Scott Lindsay for me, but more importantly, I can't hear the stream. He can now. Stuart Lewis says, Steve Bruce has managed at a lower level and done well. I can't recall him managing in League Two or League One any any recent years, but maybe that's just slipped my mind. I don't know. Uh, Al Thompson says, someone in the mould of Andrew Crofts for me with an experienced assistant manager to work alongside him. Don't get the obsession with Lindsay at all. Um, see if we can get Simon back in for the last bit. Uh, Lawrence Thompson says, with the wording head coach being very specifically used, would like to see someone exactly do that. Carl Robinson slash Steve Bruce are managers who will want control. The concept of someone like uh, Andrew Crofts, the coach cable squad, would make more sense. Uh, Mike Cullingham with another suggestion we'll get onto in just a second uh, Stuart Lewis says Lindsay, Lindsay only, managed, only been a manager for five minutes would be suicidal um, Mark Gingle says my mate is best friends with Cross he isn't interested at all uh, Stuart Lewis again says forget non-league anyone remember Stimson obviously uh, got us promoted but two relegations in that time as well uh, Blue Breaks card hobby so to me the long term plan should be someone with success in League One, I think Harris went too soon. In my opinion, this is going to be a huge decision. And we should look at experience and success before going for someone younger, hopeful. But with that said, 
up Jules. Uh, JC says, uh, got us promoted in relation to uh, Stimson. Kieran Wilson says, Brad is listening, uh, get him on the stream to discuss. Um, I'm sure he'll do that in, in his own time uh, with a statement or whatnot. Uh, Stuart Lewis says, Jodie Morris, Simon must support Swinton and want us relegated. I reckon he does leave down Simon. He's a, he's a pesky one. Um, betting odds taken down. We discussed that. Warren Taylor says, all betting sites taken. Yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Baker says, up the ME7 pod. Thank you very much. Um, Julian says, we sacked someone one point off the top three, so not that odd. Um, Simon, you missed a comment that I've just read out that was uh, dedicated to you, by the way. I replied to him, yeah. Yeah. No, not, not, <laughs> not that one. Not that one. Page about an hour and a half ago says you speak very, very well. That's that's great because I'm normally a mumbling idiot day to day. So that's that's lovely. Thank you. It is. And we're about to head off, but we've got another manager to talk about now because someone commented it and asked for it. So sorry. Uh, Stuart Paul says it's interesting that they want a head coach instead of a manager. Not sure a traditional manager like Bruce would uh, want that kind of job. Um, Sam Dixon says if he wasn't local, we wouldn't even be talking about Lindsay. Uh, Julian says, I'm sorry, but I don't understand why we're having this discussion. We had a perfectly good manager in Harris. Uh, Jay Wilson says, time for a returning hero, and it is a picture of A.D. Pennock. Um, no comment. Uh, Paul Fisher says, created lots of chances. We need to improve our conversion percentage. Uh, we do indeed, and then we'll be well on our way, we would hope. Right. Um, two more names to discuss, and then I promise we're all done. We're done after that, I promise. No one give us any more names, please. Please, we're, we're like two and a half hours into this space. It's the longest one we've ever done, but you, you know what it is. It's that time of the year. Um, is it? I don't know. My head's gone. Um, right, Alex, I'll give this name to you first, and then we'll we'll give it on to everyone else. Uh, Richard Wellens has been suggested by someone in the comments, who I believe is still at Leighton Orient. Uh, was involved in the commotion um, the other night uh, in regards to the Leighton Orient fan who sadly passed away. Um, they're doing average in League One I think at the minute obviously got promoted last year no shad etc would he drop from Leighton Orient to, to here obviously proven with promotion last year do I think he'd drop to kind of manage us with Leighton Orient in League One I don't think he would I don't think he's a reasonable option or a realistic one I don't think he's someone that's ever going to really be in the conversation but he is someone has asked us to discuss him as a potential target so give us your thoughts and then we'll pass it on to Matt and Simon and Luke all along with you Wellens please you know what? It was one that I I thought of instantly as someone that I think would fit. You know, if if you if you're getting me to ask a manager to fit into what we're asking for, I'd probably put him top of my list. He wouldn't drop down. That there's no chance we'd ever be able to get off Leighton Orient. And I'll put this out there now, Brad. I know you're listening. If Richie Williams is the man, um, let me know. I'll drive there bring him to preschool for you and get him to sign the contracts because I'd snap your hand off. But it's a dream and it won't happen. I would I would have loved him to have been at Gillingham in the early 2000s in our midfield. Um, I really liked him as a player. I thought he was a, a really, really intelligent playmaking midfield player. Um, as a manager, I think, I think we would do very well to get him. Um, He's in a decent spot there with Leighton Orient. He's 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 done very well with them so far. He's got them, I think, they're mid table in League One at the moment. So um, the question would be, why would he why would he want to why would he want to switch things up? Um, if he if he arrived, would I be would I be disappointed? No, I wouldn't. I think he's I think he's a he's a good a good up and coming coach. So um, do I think we get him? I think it's unlikely. It's probably a bit of a long shot. 
Yeah, I'm going to say similar as the boys. I think it'd be great if we did. I don't think Leighton Orient would get rid and I don't think he would drop down the levels to do it all over again. So, yeah, probably probably a no from me as well. But I wouldn't be uh, delighted if it was. Sorry, my uh, my my uh, phone was playing up there. Sorry. Yeah, look, I mean, for me, I, I've got to say, I'm all about Scott Lindsay. That's, that's, the, play, that's the guy I want. Um... Which would be great, but yeah, Scott Lindsay's. I don't know. I just something about him. I like him as a guy. He would be my ideal choice. I've just got to say that. Sorry. All right. To round things off, our final discussion for tonight in terms of potential managers. Uh, we've been live for a very, very long time. Please do not tell us anymore, please. Uh, Paul Jenkins has said Andy Woodman, Bromley manager, could be an option. Uh, if you're late to join in the chat, Paul, we discussed him alongside uh, non-league options a bit earlier on, so you'll be able to catch up on that one. But the final one is actually quite an interesting name, considering I've not heard one person mention it until now. And the reason it's interesting is because, you know, in terms of locality and things like that, and his last job, it's actually quite a name you'd expect to be put around, considering, but I've not seen it anywhere. Uh, and that is named former Cholt manager Dean Holden, who was uh, sacked... Start of this year, maybe? Start of the season? I'm not actually entirely sure when he was there. But maybe he's still there. I don't know. I don't think he is. But um, he's a name uh, that's been that's been put around uh, this evening in the comments. I'm actually just going to check now who the actual Charlton manager is because I can't lie to you. I don't have a clue. Um, Michael Appleton is a Charlton manager. I did not know that at all. Or is he? Yeah, I thought I thought I was looking at Blackpool for a minute. Yeah. No, he is he is the manager at Cholton. I, I had no clue that appointment ever happened, but still, um, yeah, he is he is a name that is that has been put out there and one that I didn't really consider until now. But location wise, you could argue it works. Managed at managed at a higher level, just let go by Cholton. But again, it, it's one another one of those names. We'll do it in order: Alex, Simon, Luke, Matt. Um, it's another name which. Is banded around, and you think, yeah, I could, I could see a potential positive in it, but uh, again, it's, it's, it's not one that fills you with a lot of excitement, is it, and whatever else, and that is uh, the name of, else, that is, oh, uh, the name of, oh. sorry, and that it, yeah. sorry, and that it, Matt, I've got to mute you for a minute. Sorry about that. Matt, I've got to mute if I can. Is that works? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so let's go around and speak on the name of uh, Dean Holden, uh, someone that's been suggested. No one spoke about it until now. I didn't even think about it, but he is the name. Former Cholton manager Dean Holden. Start with you, Alex. Um, th- there's a reason that no one's spoken about it so far, and that's because I'm, I'm hoping this will be a unanimous no. Um, I've got quite a few friends that are Cholton fans. Obviously, they all live in Kent, so quite easy to be friends with them. Um None of them were completely sold on him. I, I don't. Again, it comes back down to that. If you know, is he is he going to blow you out of the water to replace Neil Harris? No. You know, if you if you're mentioning managers that they're going to come in and and replace Neil Harris, he for me isn't even nowhere near the question. Yeah, I don't. I I'm not sold. I've got to be honest. I'm not. I'm I'm not sold. I think. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna 
appoint a manager who's been who who's out of work. And this is this is we keep it seems like we're kind of going through the same motions with all of these names, but you want somebody who's going to be demonstrably better than the guy you've got, or the uh it is a completely different type of type of coach to the one that we had before. So um I don't think I don't think Dean Holden fits fits the bill in either in either one of those two criteria for me. Um so yeah, to to borrow another Simon's phrase, it's a no from me. Yeah, just going on from, from what Simon said really is that Holden actually hasn't been able to hold down any of his managerial jobs for longer than a year. Um Obviously, there's a reason that you know he's going to be a good head coach um, for the roles that he's had at Bristol City and Charlton. Um, but yeah, was he harshly sat by Charlton potentially? Um, but yeah, we, I think as we said all, all night, is that Neil Harris had a fifth, I believe we can uh, correct this if, if I'm wrong, a 57% win rate at home. We need someone who's going to going to top that, and the types of names that we've kind of not categorically been all in agreement with. Are they going to get a sixty percent win rate and get finishing in the top three? Potentially not, but that's the type of elk of manager we've got to have, and and to expect is that they've got to have a a better record than Neil. And Neil's home record was pretty impressive, albeit I did what him sad. Um, you have to give the man that that bit of credit that, that the home record was unbelievable. So, yeah. It's a no from me as well. Hello, yeah, can you, uh, hopefully you can hear me okay. <clears throat> uh, look, me, yeah, again, no, it's, it, that would be a no for me. Um, as I said, I, 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 I just, I, obviously, wanted it to go in a different direction. For me, that wouldn't really be that much of a direction to go in because, yeah, I just don't see him lasting that long at us. So, yeah, no, no, thank you. All right, gents, it's been around two hours and 45 minutes tonight. Um, we did talk about the game a, a long time ago, if anyone remembers it. We won, which is nice. Um, gents, has anyone got any lasting thoughts or can we all disappear for the evening? I think we can disappear. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I've, I've got one last thing. Gillingham are massive everywhere we go. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> Matt will be back tomorrow for more of that. Um, on the breakfast show so get your um messages and whatever else in for that tomorrow um for the show tomorrow morning um we'll be back on thursday for a preview of the uh trip to warsaw um we're not gonna be doing any content regarding the ports of game because who cares and uh yeah we'll be back um to preview the the warsaw away trip and then we'll be back to do the review of that game um yeah long long discussion tonight thank you everyone for getting involved um <laughs> Stuart Lewis says, um, any thoughts on Marcelo Bielsa? Uh, I have zero thoughts on, on uh, Marcelo Bielsa. On, uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Sign him up. Shush, Matt, you keep repeating. Um, yeah, Marcelo Bielsa, I don't think he's going to sign Andrea Jules. And Julian says, I'm sorry, but none of the names mentioned would be an upgrade on Neil Harris. Um, I tend to agree with that, to be honest with you, uh, considering the names we've spoken about. Um, but we'll see what the decision is and who it is. That walks through the door whenever they do indeed walk through the door. But um, thank you everyone for joining us. Alex, uh, Simon, Luke, Matt, um, 
I think they're all, they're all the fourth tonight. No one else is here, will they? Um, thanks for spending so much of your time tonight uh, talking about Jules because we have been here for a while. Um, yeah, everyone can watch this back um, through spaces. There'll be two separate episodes on our Twitter feed, but I think um, they're going to be uploaded together or potentially some. But I, I don't know. I think we, I think me and James might think it'd be better if we separate the two, if you possibly can, to make one episode the review for the game and any other episode to be just a general manager chat, if that's possible. I can do that. I can do that. Bear with me. It might take a little while to stitch it all together. Yeah, yeah. Split it up appropriately. But it, yeah, yeah, we'll have it live. By by tomorrow morning, you'll have you'll have a, a, a review and a managerial merry-go-round special on Spotify. Perfect. So everyone can look forward to that for everyone who hasn't listened. Um, yeah, I'm going to go now. Been here too long. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, lots of great debate. And uh, until next time, up the jewels. Farewell, everyone. <laughs>